Thank you for listening to Independent Voice. Let me start off by telling you all this. I don't proclaim myself to be a Republican or a Democrat. I'm independent, but I am a conservative. I'll generally align with the Republican Party platform for most issues, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to fall in line with everything that they do or say or legislation that they want to pass. I strive to be an independent thinker, and I'm willing to listen to both sides. That's what I want these podcasts to be about. Am I going to sound biased at times to one side or another? Of course I am. Anyone or any news organization that says they aren't, they're just simply liars. Okay, so that being said, the town halls last night, we, we all know they weren't town halls. It was all media propaganda to try to steer voters in one direction. Let's talk about it. And of course, I'm going to throw in a bit of my opinion on some of these topics as we go. So let's, um, let's talk about Biden and his quote-unquote town hall with, you know, let me just put this out there first. Obviously, there's new stories that are coming out right now that you've got two obviously staunch Democrats that were in the town hall, one of them being a former speechwriter for President Obama. So that's, that's who's asking these questions in Biden's town hall. But along with that, of course, you have no pressure from the moderator, George Stephanopoulos, not challenged on any of truthfulness or facts around any of his answers. I mean, honestly, he, he avoided providing any direct answers anyway and would always pivot away to saying whatever Trump has done that he sees is wrong. You know, on the subject of Supreme Court nomination, during an election year, he claims his understanding of the Constitution doesn't allow for nominating of a Supreme Court justice during an election year. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Like I said, I'm, I'm all about hearing both sides and making a judgment based on that. But I don't believe that subject is even approached in the Constitution. And of course, he wasn't questioned about this. And as of this morning, no one's going to fact check him. Um, it's just we're, we're supposed to listen to his opinion, nobody question him, and just move on from there. Let's just take another example of the Green New Deal. He um, was questioned about that, you know, after his remark that he made at the first debate with President Trump about the Green New Deal. And he says, it's not his. And, of course, he was, he was questioned one time and, you know, informed that it is on his website and that it says that it's a great framework. And, of course, Biden says that he's referring to his plan being a great framework, not the Green New Deal. But it's easy for any of us to go to Joe Biden's website where it clearly says otherwise. And even though he was asked to clarify this, you know, he was just allowed to say whatever he wanted to say. And George Stephanopoulos just moved on. I mean, apparently Joe Biden can say no wrong. And even if he says something wrong, well, the truth just changes to be whatever he decides it is at the time. 
So another another topic was, you know, approach with police brutality, sorry, police brutality. So another topic that was approached was police brutality. And, you know, we've heard this so many times from him and other Democratic officials. What are we going to do? You know, you've got, you know, obviously there needs to be some other other tactics for de-escalating a situation. But, I mean, Joe Biden's tactic is if you're getting, you know, if you're a policeman, policewoman getting attacked, shoot them in the leg. That'll stop them. You know, obviously, he's never been put in that situation. And nor has he paid any attention to anything that's ever been actually said about that where the fact is I mean if you've got these criminals high on any kind of any kind of drugs you know shooting them in the legs not going to stop them I mean there's there's plenty of videos you can go out there and watch and see that that's just, that's just not the way this is going to work in fact the matter if police are in grave dangers feeling for their grave danger feel, fearing for their lives or or trying to protect other people or just anyone in any one in general public that is legally carrying a firearm and you're being attacked, the last thing you're going to do is shoot somebody in the leg and hope that that's going to stop what they're attempting to do to you. Now, he wasn't asked any questions about riots or violence, especially as it relates to BLM or Antifa. Let me make one thing perfectly clear. I do not think the Black Lives Matter movement and the Black Lives Matter organization are the same. The organization is a cover used to promote violence and unrest by, I mean, self-proclaimed Marxists. I truly believe the Black Lives Matter movement has never stopped. It's, it's a new name, but it's the same movement led by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I applaud those that are handling this the right way, that are protesting for what they feel is right. I mean, that is their constitutional right to do so. And I believe most of those people are not promoting violence. They're not looting. They're not rioting. But the fact of the matter is the people that are, are, are using Black Lives Matter movement as a cover to do something like this, you know, that's just... Staining the movement itself. The Black Lives Matter organization is a stain on our society. But I, I, I believe that the people that are truly involved in what Black Lives Matter means to them and are handling things the right way, that's fine. Go out and speak your mind. I think great strides have been made in this movement, but I think we as a country still have a lot of work to do. But here's the thing. No group of people should have special privileges based on any class, race, religion, or any other characteristic. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. Laws and policies should revolve around that and nothing else. Any law that treats any group differently is simply unconstitutional, and if it's a law or policy that allows any discrimination against anyone based on the color of their skin, giving 
someone based on the color of their skin any kind of special privilege, any kind of extra money, any kind of extra help, any kind of anything that's different than what they would give anyone of another color, it's racist, black or white. So on, on to court packing. He already said it's none of our business and uses the excuse that would be the headline the next day if he did answer it. Well, of course, it would be because he's refused to take a clear position. So, of course, it's going to be a headline when he actually decides to take a clear position. Well, I mean, actually, his position did change. To admit his position will change, depending on the outcome of the judge Amy Coney Barrett confirmation. Come on, man. Your position shouldn't change. Either it's right or it's wrong. Just tell us the truth. So... The only time that he might have been ever challenged directly by an audience member on anything, you know, he's, he, he's just flipping his position. So let's just take fracking as an example. Historically, he said he's going to stop it. But, of course, where he was last night when asked, he said he would support safe and responsible fracking. Same way with taxes. He said in the debate he would immediately end all tax cuts that Trump has imposed. When asked about it, since it would obviously affect middle-class families, he said he would just repeal some of the cuts and that you're not going to be taxed if, you know, you make less than $400,000 a year. But it, again, it's one of those things you can't really have it both ways. Either you're going to re repeal all of the tr Trump, Trump tax cuts on day one, just like he's saying he's going to do, or he's not. So give us the plan. Tell us exactly what you're going to do. But again, he's not being challenged on any of this or asked to for any clarifications or follow-ups. Um, and of course, you know, the majority of questions presented were already pro-Biden voters, just like I said at the beginning of this. So what's Biden going to do? Biden is playing it safe. He's looking at his poll numbers and trying not, just, just don't screw it up. If you're ahead, don't say anything stupid. Don't give your real positions. That's the game plan. And the, the thing that strikes me the most, and I know, you know, you're going to have the conspiracy theorists saying, you know, all of this going on with his son, Hunter Biden, you know, it's, it's all a conspiracy. It's all a smear campaign. None of it actually ever happened. But the fact of the matter is he's not being questioned. I think um, a CBS reporter tried to question him on it today and he just accused him of trying to smear him and but he's he's not answering any questions. I mean the Bidens haven't denied any of the content of the emails that were obtained. They just they haven't denied it. They've only said there was nothing on Joe Biden's calendar that said he had a meeting with anyone from Ukraine. Emails in you know, the emails from the recovered data on laptop, you know, it's all there, and I think even more of that has, has came out throughout the day today. And then there's also the report that says, and, and I haven't seen any follow-up on this, but that the FBI possibly had this information in their possession during the impeachment hearings. So let's let's go ahead and, and, and move on to Trump. And again, just like Biden the majority of his questions were from Democrats. Well, the majority of Trump's questions were from Democrats. 
And the, the biggest thing that struck me about this, I mean, we know, we know for a fact Trump is going to trip all over himself, say the wrong things, you know, and, and they're, they're going to put somebody in front of him to ask him questions that are going to help him along doing that as if he needs any help. But the the constant interruption by Savannah Guthrie, obviously, she's trying to push buttons. There's there's no doubt in my mind that was her purpose. I mean, she, President Trump spent the entire hour debating with Savannah Guthrie instead of actually having a town hall. People were there and turned in to hear his responses, not her opinion. I think it was about 20 minutes into the 60-minute town hall before she even let an audience member ask a question. A lot of the time was spent asking him over and over and over to explain his stance on white supremacy, which he's done for years. Now, again, we're talking about President Trump, who's not, you know, the most eloquent with words and isn't always going to say things the right way. You know, but he's he said over and over and over and and over that he's he's not supportive. And of course, they're you know, you've, you've still got all of this stuff that's being taken out of context um, as far as, you know, they're going to take bits and pieces and say there's good people on both sides. But of course, they leave out everything that surrounded that where he was condemning white su- supremacy, condemning those organizations, condemning the KKK. You're never going to hear that part. All they're going to do is give you one side of it. Now, I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying that President Trump is doing everything correctly. Obviously, he's not. I mean, he's got a, he's got a real problem, um, mainly with his, his Twitter thumbs. But, you know, l- let's just take his comment on, on the retweet that he did on whether or not Osama bin Laden is, is dead or alive. You know, Mr. President, save yourself a lot of problems and a lot of headaches. Just don't retweet. There's too many unfounded conspiracy theories. And and you're feeding in to what the media is trying to do to you. Just stop. I, I really don't know any other way to to say this other than just stop you're digging a hole that you're having a hard time getting out of when you're doing this so on to the um question of melon voting and that's that's one thing that i really want to cover with this the median democrats i guess that's pretty well the same thing continue to state there's no widespread proof of melon voting fraud this is just simply untrue. I mean, what is the definition of widespread? It's something that happens among many places or many people. Mail-in voting is a problem. It always has been. And having unsolicited ballots going out just makes it exponentially worse. On This is something that's, of course, on WhiteHouse.gov. But the Heritage Foundation reports, as of today... 1,298 proven instances of voter fraud with 1,121 criminal convictions. It's happened in every state. That, by definition, 
is widespread. And the media downplaying even just one instance of mail-in voter fraud as not being a problem is a complete insult to the democratic process. Everyone wants and deserves their vote to be counted, but no one deserves for their vote to be counted twice. The system just doesn't work. If if you're requesting an absentee va- ballot, which which I am fully supportive of, if you're military or college students or or elderly or someone who's at high risk of complications from COVID, you know, that that's that's your best option. But I definitely do not believe ballots should be mailed in mass to people who don't ask for them. You have no way of controlling what's going to happen with those ballots. And it's we're, we're seeing it in the news every single day, over and over and over. I mean, mail employees, USPS employees, you know, having, you know, charges filed brought up against them for tampering with these ballots. And obviously it's, and, and, and like I said, I mean, you've got 1,298 documented proven instances of voter fraud and 1,121 criminal convictions. It is widespread. I support absentee ballots, but mass mass mailed ballots just to try to to get votes. No. So one other one other thing, you know that that President Trump, you know, quoted was the eighty five percent of people that wear masks get COVID. Well, sort of. That's a little misleading. The answer was based on a CDC survey of COVID patients. 85% said they always or often wear a mask. But if you want to break that down a little bit more, 70.6% claim to always wear a mask. This is self-reported always and still get infected. So how reliable is the data? How many people said, well, I always wore my mask, but they didn't? Who knows? But the CDC has bounced around so much on how effective masks really are. Honestly, we don't know. Does it help? I think it does. Some. Um, is President Trump's example of not regularly wearing a mask responsible for all the deaths the media and Democratic propaganda machine claims he is responsible for? Absolutely not. It's well-known scientific fact that only properly fitted N95 or better mask can really provide anywhere near an adequate defense against the virus. Now, of course, Trump wasn't exactly crystal clear on most of his answers. He and Biden both can dodge and weave with the best of them. But my biggest problem with what occurred last night was just the difference in the way that these two candidates are treated. Whether you like President Trump or not, he is still the elected president of the most powerful nation in the world. Overall, this town hall was just a complete disgrace and disrespect for the president of the United States. Doesn't matter what side you're on. A president sitting or former should never be treated the way that he is being treated. Now, I I completely agree the way he acts or responds to other people at times, you know, he he causes a lot of his own problems. But you can't you just you can't treat the head of our country 
the way that he's being treated. I think, you know, President Trump, he's, he's, he's playing to his base that helped him win in, in 2016. And, and a lot of those that supported him, they, they liked to hear him argue. They like the way that he presents himself at times. What he has got to understand is that he's, he, he has got to be willing to back off of the strategy at times. And I think it's going to hurt him come November 3rd if he's not willing to do this. I mean, this is, this is just the way that, that, that we should all be, and obviously the President of the United States should be this way as well, and so should Joe Biden. You know, I think President Trump should admit the things he's done wrong, say what he wants to improve on in a second term, and lay out those plans. I think that's what's going to win him the election. But not, you know, th- th- he's got to do things different. Here, here's, here's the truth. We the people, we the people want to know what these men and women that are running for office truly stand for and truly believe. That's what we're asking for. And most of these politicians make you feel like it's none of your business. You don't, you, you know, you don't get to know. We'll, we'll tell you at some other time. Let's answer questions that are unrelated to what you actually just asked us. That's not what we want to know. And I think... Like I said, they, they both can dodge and weave with the best of them, but I, th- I think, honestly, if, if President Trump would stop and just answer the questions he's being asked, you know, he's got a chance at this. If, and, and, and this goes for both candidates. If you're running to be President of the United States, don't you feel that you owe that to the people? And, and doesn't the media feel like their job is to help bring the real issues to the front? If you want to have a town hall, have a town hall. Make it about real people. Make the questions real. Don't plant people in the town hall and toss softballs just to make someone look good. Leave the debate to the debates. Savannah Guthrie had no right to debate Donald Trump. Obviously, that's what the media wanted to see. That's what the Democrats wanted to see. They got what they wanted. But leave the debates to the debates. If you're a Democrat, I'm sure it accomplished exactly what you hoped it would. Biden stayed out of trouble, and Trump was pressured on all the talking points that should have been put to bed months ago. We, the people, needed to demand better from our elected officials and the media. Do you want an election decided on what the media wants you to believe? Or, or do you want you know, anyone running for the highest office in the land to be asked the hard questions so that you can find out where they truly stand on the issues that matter most to you? We already know how corrupt a political system is. We already know how corrupt business practices can be. We all need to be, you know, open our eyes and realize this is never going to be a perfect system. Of course, favors are done for and by 
these men and women in power in the United States. The media wants to treat us all like we're stupid. Cover both sides fairly. Of course Donald Trump has played the IRS system to his advantage and used every business law and loophole that he and his attorneys can find to make the most money for himself and his family. Of course Joe Biden has done favors with his political influence for his children and also to make as much money as he possibly can for he and his family. This isn't news, but the media only wants to cover one side of this. These town halls are just another example of that. We must make it known to our elected leaders and media outlets that none of this is acceptable. At this point, unless President Trump voters turn out in record numbers and these reports of shadow voters turn out to be true, President Trump's in real danger of losing this election. Do I think this has been and will be a fair election and accurate results? No, absolutely not. Do I think the Democrats need to play any games or that there needs to be a corrupt mail-in voting system for Biden to win? No, I don't believe that either. I think simply with the way things are currently being handled, the way the media is portraying everything, the way that they're not willing to ask Biden anything difficult, not willing to hold his feet to the fire for anything that he's, no, much less what he said 20 years ago. They won't hold his feet to the fire on what he said yesterday. All I can say is you've got to get out there and let your voice be heard. This is the entire point of living in a republic so that our voices can be heard and that if our elected officials aren't listening, we vote them out of office. So get out there and be heard. Make your voice known and vote for those that stand for what you believe in. Demand that those running for office tell you what they believe in. The, and like I said, these people running for office should feel like they owe that to us. The media should feel like that's their responsibility to make sure they get the truth out. Make your voice known and vote for those who stand for what you believe in. Do I hope you vote the direction that I lean towards? Of course I do. Will I accept your choice if it's different than mine because your beliefs are different than mine? Yes, I will accept that too. All I can say is take a look at the candidates and decide if they're representing what you believe this country stands for, what you believe the Constitution is, what you believe this country was founded on. We get to do this every four years. Again, another great thing about living in this republic. If we, the people, decide as a majority that we've screwed up, we get to do it over. So let yourself be heard.